0: Transform your creative potential today. Head over to unmistakablecreative.com slash four keys. Use the number four, K-E-Y-S. That's unmistakablecreative.com slash four keys and download your free copy. There you go, right? So it's not subscribers that matters. It's the number of leads that come from those subscribers.
1: Exactly. And so that could be 10 subscribers, but if those 10 subscribers are qualified leads, then holy smokes, I'm, I'm rocking and rolling this month, right?
0: So you're a great example. Like, didn't you do a product launch with an email list of 200 people? And on that first launch, you made something like $10,000.
1: <laughs> yeah, I had 100 people on my email list. Mm-hmm. And I launched my first course. I pre-sold it. And uh, 10 people bought. And I think the price point back then was like, I had two. I had two price points. One was 750 and one was 1250 depending on if you bought the bonus content or whatever. And... Yeah, I did. I, I I made a it was a ten thousand dollar launch with with only ten purchases off of a hundred person email list.
0: I'm Srini Rao, and this is the Unmistakable Creative Podcast, where you get a window into the stories and insights of the most innovative and creative minds who've started movements, built thriving businesses, written best selling books, and created insanely interesting art. For more, check out our five hundred episode archive at UnmistakableCreative.com. Hey everybody, it's Gareth and Srini. Welcome back to another episode of the unmistakable creativity. Hour. Gareth, what is going on in your world this Tuesday afternoon? I actually know what day of the week it is today.
1: Whoa, yeah, that's a little, uh, that's a little surprising, man. How is it that you came to know the day of the week?
0: Well, I, <laughs> I looked up at the top right hand corner of my computer right before I said that. Ah, yeah. that's an excellent hack. Love it. Yeah, really. not much in my
1: world, man. We're just, we're just getting ready to go out to that conference, uh, so we're leaving in a couple of days. So it's you know putting everything in order before flying.
0: Yeah, well, it's funny. conferences, is funny enough, I can make a connection between you going to conference and our topic today. I'm realizing I can make a connection between damn near anything if I wanted to. I've noticed that skill. Okay, so conferences, right? A lot of people go to conferences because they think, you know, I'm going to go to conference because it's going to be good for my business. But you're actually speaking at this conference, if I remember correctly.
1: I am speaking, but uh, we're also a vendor there. So we're going to be, you know, we'll have a booth and all that.
0: Yeah. So those are two very different approaches where like there are a lot of people who go to conferences and they just kind of assume by being there somehow it's going to positively influence what we're going to talk about today, which is the key metrics of their success. They like kind of think, Mm -hmm. oh, if I put myself there, it's just going to open all these doors. Don't get me wrong. You know, there's value to being in social environments. But I think that we get really tripped up when we start to look, uh, you know, at, at things that are very intangible and those are important. So we're going to talk about two things today, uh, which are the key metrics for success, both that are tangible and intangible. And of course we're going to start with the tangible ones because we have a math geek with us. Uh, but <laughs> there is like, when you think about metrics, because I, I remember the very first time I ever had you do, some sort of analysis for me on unmistakable creative. And I remember looking at it thinking, holy shit, I don't know any of this stuff. And I've been working on this business for eight years. Um, right. And metrics, I think particularly for creatives are just a, a minefield of either chaos or, you know, confusion. So let's talk about sort of creating some clarity around metrics. And, and, you know, the reason this is important, uh, is something that always stayed with me. And this isn't just true on a business level, but it's on an individual level as well. Uh, And it's from Fred Wilson's blog. He has his blog post titled Track and Measure. And he says, if you listed the habits of successful people, tracking and measuring would be near the top of that list. I see it, people, companies, teams that I work with, I see it in my own behavior. And it's funny because when I did it with my own behavior, that's when everything really started to change. And it was my thousand words a day. But For you, like, how do you think of metrics, like, on a basic level to, you know, basically bring make order out of chaos? Because metrics can seem just like all this data and, like, what does any of this crap mean? This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you
1: You know, this is this is the problem, I think. I think metrics and statistics get a bad rap because a lot of people will use them to uh, support their position that so they, they tweak, you know, metrics, they tweak statistics so that it looks like they prove their point. Right. Mm-hmm. And the the trouble is when you're working in the world where many people have a hard time interpreting Statistics and metrics in the first place, it suddenly becomes so easy for somebody to convince you that numbers say something when, in fact, they don't say that at all. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think for this reason, it's very important for all of us just as humans to have a basic understanding of statistics so that we don't get manipulated by snake oil salesmen who want to pretend that, you know, the numbers say something that they don't say. Well, yeah. Anyway, that's that's a bit of a of an off topic, but go ahead. What were you going to say?
0: Well, no, that that's actually a very on topic thing, right? Because if you look at numbers solely on the surface level and don't ask yourself what do these numbers really say, you can actually misinterpret them and you right. know, give yourself false, false positives. So, like a perfect example of this is sort of you know things like traffic to a website or. Uh, number of subscribers on an email list. It's like, okay, great. (laughs) If you have 300,000 people on an email list, you might think, oh, I'm killing it. And then if you say, well, how many of those people actually open anything that you send them or click on any of the links in your emails, that actually starts to become the more important metric. It's more like, okay, we get focused on the higher level metric, which often doesn't tell us a whole hell of a lot other than, hey, here's this random number or your podcast downloads, for example. Well, it's like, okay, great. You got thousands of downloads. Did anybody actually listen? And one, especially when you have some of these sort of courses where everybody basically is in the same group and they all subscribe to each other's podcasts, and then they artificially inflate their numbers thinking that their podcasts are growing and say, well, no, you're in an echo where you're not reaching anybody, but you're misinterpreting the numbers because you're not asking right. what are these numbers really saying? Because, And I think that that's a really important point. Like I never even thought about it that way until you phrased it like that.
1: Well, I mean, you're absolutely right. You have to be looking at the right metrics. And it's funny because a lot of times I think we look at We look at other people, other competitors, other people that we aspire to be more like, and we think that they must be so successful because, oh, look at that person has so many subscribers on YouTube, right? Uh I'm glad you brought up subscribers, right? Or, oh, they have an email list of so many hundred thousand or whatever the metric is. But to your point, you don't know that person's business like Mm -hmm. they do. For me personally, I couldn't care less how many subscribers I have on YouTube, because I was doing $10,000 in my first month and I had 100 subscribers. So subscribers is like meaningless to the amount of impact that my videos are having in terms of getting me the right leads to my business.
0: Yeah, right. right? There you go, right? So it's not subscribers that matters. It's the number of leads that come from those subscribers.
1: Exactly. And so that could be 10 subscribers. But if they're if those 10 subscribers are qualified leads, then holy smokes, I'm I'm rocking and rolling this month. Right.
0: You're a great example. Like, didn't you do a product launch with an email list of 200 people? And on that first launch, you made something like ten thousand (laughs) dollars.
1: yeah I had 100 people on my email list mm-hmm. and I launched my first course I pre-sold it and uh 10 people bought and I think the price point back then was like I had two I had two price points one was 750 and one was 1250 depending on if you bought the bonus content or whatever and yeah I did I I, I made a it was a $10,000 launch with with only 10 purchases off of a hundred email 100 person email list so
0: yeah Well, this speaks to a whole other level of depth here, right? So like, you know, you ask yourself first, what are the numbers saying? And then you get to that next level. It's like, okay, these are the hundred people, they're qualified leads. And then you start to get into another level. It's like, okay, what is, what are those numbers saying? Yeah, And it just keeps going. So there's this tendency, I think, you know, when we look at metrics to get stuck at sort of a surface level and. You know, I, I think that that is really where this whole idea of vanity metrics comes from, and vanity metrics right. are it, the, the the thing about vanity metrics that's so seductive is that they're so present in every aspect Everywhere. of our lives, right? So oh, if yeah. you look, you're like, oh, this person's blog post get hundreds of shares on Facebook, and I'll give you an example of where this actually tends up to be you know, wildly inaccurate in terms of making you think that this is, you know, some sort of barometer for success. We had a really good friend, a former guest of the show here. And she ended up hiring King Shook, our former copywriter to get her ready for her book launch. Now, if you went to her Facebook fan page and you saw how often her posts get shared, you would think that this book is going to fly off the shelves. I mean, every blog post that she wrote would get anywhere between 80 to 100 shares which on facebook wow. if you get anything shared 80 times that's a lot like a that's shitload.
1: Insane.
0: yeah yeah and she didn't have very many email subscribers you know how many books she was able to sell and she's an amazing writer how many take a shot in the dark Ten? i mean Ten she books. sold 2, two thousand copies uh but there is another oh, good example good of exactly yeah. So, but you just brought up—you reminded me of another really good example, which I've talked about before. Brian, my <laughs> business partner, had a uh, had known somebody on Instagram, some fashion influencer. Uh, she had a million followers, and somebody said, "If you can get ten people to buy a T-shirt, we will invest in your business." Million followers, and she couldn't move ten T-shirts. Wow. Yeah. How uh, many? That seems insane. Well, it, well, that takes, that's a whole other conversation about the difference between a distribution channel that you rent and one that you own. But it also right. kind of speaks to the metric of engagement, which is much harder to measure. It's like, okay, again, same thing like the email list. You have 300,000 people who never open your email. Who cares? It's useless versus right. your 100, right. you know, who were literally looking for the exact thing that you were selling. You needed 10 people to make $10,000. Uh So I think that that's one thing is to to really look at this idea of, okay, am I actually measuring the things that matter, the things that make a difference? So like in your business, Gareth, what are the things for you? Like, And and if you were to take take a content creator, like if you were coaching somebody listening to this who, let's just say, had something like a blog, what would your sort of baseline be for, okay, here's what you actually need to know so that you can make order out of anarchy and basically... Stop wasting time and all the rest. Well, or better yet, better yet, since you. we're doing this, let's do this with a concrete example because I actually need an answer to this, anyways. And while I have you <laughs> here, I'm, I might as well use user time wisely. So Selfish. I did,
1: got it. <laughs> of course, absolutely.
0: Um, I realized I hadn't ever set up Google Analytics uh, for my maximizer output course, if you can believe that. Uh, and it's yeah. generated, you know, probably at this point, almost $12,000 in revenue. You know, I basically, awesome. all I did was set up the YouTube channel, you know, set up the $5 a day in ads that you told me. And basically I did the part that mattered, which was the creating the content that leads to the course that leads to the sales. So the only thing I've been tracking are the number of leads that come in and the amount of sales that, that it generates. That's it. Like I had no yeah. idea what the traffic was until just a day ago. Why do you care what the traffic is? I guess it doesn't really matter, does it? Nobody's ever going
1: to find this through SEO, Right. So the well, only so that, reason that's that like, I would so be that's, excited
0: would be yeah, that. it's an example. Of, so like, okay, let's say that you were guiding me on analytics. Like, what would I need to know about this business? Well, yeah. so like, just to give people a, a you know idea, it's like okay, I have an online course that I created called Maximize Your Output with Mem. It's for the note taking app, um, and it's separate from you know some of the other stuff we do, uh, but. Sure. That's kind of, that's, that's the gist of it. And I, oh, and like Gareth, I create video tutorials on YouTube every week and I drive people to a landing page. That's it.
1: Right. So what actually matters in terms of this particular, you know, piece of revenue, right? So let's be really clear that we need to track metrics for the revenue generator, right? You built a, you've built an engine that generates Mm -hmm. revenue and you have multiple engines that generate revenue throughout your business. This is one of them. And so yes. each one needs its own KPIs, right? Yep. You're, you're looking at tangible metrics for, for each of these things. So, you know, just to like contrast this, and then, and then I'll answer your question. Um, our team, it, our development team takes on, you know, new projects every month. One of the leading indicators we, we look at is how many new projects did we sign? this month, because that's an indication of how much business we're going to have next month and the month after, because our projects generally last a couple months, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, that is not a metric that you would even care about because you're selling courses. It's, it's a lot more transactional. And so I guess the first piece of this is you have to understand the engine, the revenue engine that you built before you can understand what you need to look at in order to drive success, Right. So going back to your question here, this particular engine that you built does not – it would be great in the future if people found you through SEO, right? If they Googled where's the best mem course and then all of a sudden it it showed you. But I don't think there's even – if you looked at Google right now, I think mem is so new, nobody even – there's no, there's no statistic on that, right? There's like maybe two people in the whole world who search. I can tell you that one. for
0: using an SEO tool, where I was like, okay, let me do the you know keyword research for a course on how to use Mem. Not, right. Had nothing.
1: There's nothing because it's too new, right? Yep. So and and too niche, which is good, but but also you know you're not trying to rank SEO, so I wouldn't even bother with Google Analytics because I don't care how many people look at my page. What I care about is how many qualified people look at my page. Qualified people, I will I will determine they're qualified because they actually engage, they actually sign up. So mm-hmm. think about this, you know, some people really stress out about, you know, oh, how many people signed up? How many, you know, what percentage of people actually opted in? I don't think that matters in this case because what what matters is that the people that you want to sign up are signing up and that they're finding the page. And you've yeah. ensured that that happens because of your uh, because of your distribution channel. Because you're saying, hey, I'm creating a YouTube video that leads to this page. So obviously the person who gets to that page cares about that page, right? And they yeah. care about what you have to offer. So I would suggest, at least in this case, I would want to see how many people are signing up for your lead magnet, whatever that is, right? Your freebie that you're offering to say, hey, I'm enticing you to give me your email. So what? how many of those people... Are signing up, and then compare that to how many people, how many of those people actually wind up buying the course after they go through the, uh, you know, the the email funnel. And yeah. if you're if you have something around five percent, you're doing better than most creators.
0: Wow. Well, so basically, I just wasted you know thirty minutes yesterday setting up Google Analytics <laughs> for no reason. Thanks.
1: Hey, I'm not um, saying it was wasted,
0: but I mean... Yeah, there was really no reason to know. Like, honestly, like you made me think... I was just kind of like, oh, I wanted to see where the referrals were coming from. But you're right. Like, it doesn't actually... Like, like, that's kind of an irrelevant metric too. Uh, so I want to type about something because you mentioned this whole idea of leading indicators for your business. And th- that could be sort of confusing. And I want to talk about uh, metrics in the context of a concept called leading and lagging indicators. You know this concept. Yeah. Right? Uh, it, and sure. if, you know, for those of you who haven't read it, there's a book called the four disciplines of execution. Um, and you really need to read this book. And, you know, for those of you who want to understand exactly how this all works in the context of your business or your life, make sure you subscribe to the unmistakable creative backstage pass. You can learn more at unmistakable slash backstage.
2: Have catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row, dreaming of something better. Well